Welcome to Never Again Is Now, a podcast about anti-Semitism. I am Evelyn Marcus, and in addition to being a psychologist, I am featured in the documentary about anti-Semitism, Never Again Is Now. I am a Dutch Jew and the daughter of Holocaust survivors. In 2006, I immigrated to the United States because of the rising anti-Semitism in Europe. I am Phyllis Zimbler Miller, the founder of the nonfiction Holocaust theater project, Thin Edge of the Wedge. I was born in a small town, I mean, I was grew up, I was not, I was born in Chicago, grew up in a small town in the Midwest. My grandparents had immigrated to the United States from Latvia and Russia at the turn of the 20th century. And my US Army officer husband and I were stationed in Munich, Germany, only 25 years after the end of World War II. I am thrilled to be the one to get to introduce award-winning international film director, Roger Gabay, who has directed over 25 documentaries on a wide range of subjects, including the Holocaust. I've watched two of his compelling documentaries on high flicks, The Longest Journey about the Nazi deportation of the Italian Jews of Rhodes to Auschwitz and The Raid about the Nazis roundup of Italian Jews in Rome on October 16, 1943. Now, before we continue, we would just like our guest to say a few words about its background. Hello, how are you? Uh, thank you for having me on your program. Uh, I'm Ruggiero Gabay or Roger Gabay for the Americans. And I was born in Antwerp in Belgium, but from a Sephardic Spanish uh, Jewish family. And uh, my family moved to Milan when I was only six months old. So I grew up in Italy. Then I spent some time in Israel in a kibbutz. And then uh, finally, I, I came to the States where I studied in Rochester. No, first in Georgetown, I studied English. We had the classical studies in, a, in, a, in Italy where you study Latin and ancient Greek, but no English. And then uh, so I, studied, I studied one year in uh, Georgetown. Then I went to do my BFA in photography at Rochester, uh, upstate New York. And then I did my master at Columbia University and was a master in film directing. Uh, then I, I stayed in the States. I worked a little bit in the States until 1994. My, I guess my idiosyncrasies with the American culture were greater than, than I thought in, in terms of expressing my work. And I, um, I came back here in Italy uh, in 1995 and I started my career. And I have to say that my career was really launched by the project that uh, the CEDEC in Milan, which is a center for Jewish uh, uh, research decided to produce uh, Memoria, which is my first feature documentary, actually my second fe uh, feature documentary. And Memoria was about really the, the, the last uh, Italian uh, survivor from Auschwitz. We went there uh, in Poland, we, we came back to Poland uh, with the survivors. They were very generous, very precise in their uh, testimony. And I have to say that uh, this movie really uh, was viewed by on prime time um, by more than seven million Italian, which is one out of uh, of six Italian who watched the movie. And from then on, also Benigni, Roberto Benigni from La Vita Bella, Life Is Beautiful, called us. We cooperate with uh, with him. Since then, because in a way, Primo Levi died uh, prematurely, and uh, the baton, really, the testimony, was left to the to the to the last survivors that we uh, we had the luck and the honor to interview. So this movie was really a turning point in Italian culture and a turning point in, uh, in Jewish culture as well in Italy. Can we, 
I tried to find it last night online. Is there any place? Does it have subtitles in English? And is there any place now that we can? Uh, I can I can send you the link. In no problem with English subtitles. Otherwise, I know that uh, in the CEDEC, which is CDEC, uh, they have it online in the uh, website. And probably there is also a version uh, on YouTube. But uh, the safest uh, way to go is uh, to ask me directly the, the link. Okay, and I will put it underneath the, the podcast in the comments. Okay, so before we talk about anti-Semitism today, just want to talk briefly about anti-Semitism in Italy during World War II. Because as your documentary, The Raid, shows, and as I, I actually have a um, firsthand testimony in my play, Thin Edge of the Wedge, and that infamous day in October when the Jews of Rome had absolutely no warning, and then the roundup began, uh, ordinary Italians and both nuns and uh, priests took in Jews at the last moment. It's a much different picture of uh, anti-Semitism, especially from a Catholic country. So could you just talk briefly about how Jews in Italy at that time looked, excuse me, how Italians looked at Jews? It's a very good question, also a very complex, complex question that doesn't have only one answer. Uh, my take on it is that, um, you know, we say Italian, Italians brava gente. Brava gente means uh, good people in Italians. So we have this myth in Italy that Italy, Italian people really help the Jews. But the matter of fact, if we look at the sheer numbers, uh, one uh, out of four Jews were deported, which is the same number as in, uh, in Holland. And the greatest, um, the greatest uh, uh, raffle was really in Rome. And um, in Rome, as you mentioned, uh, October 16, uh, 1943, was something that was done not by the Italians, thank yes, God, I, I but only that. by the Nazi. Why I say thank God? Because the Italians knew where the Jews were living, uh, where the Roman Jews were living. They, they knew them. They were also friends with them. Even the, the fascist police knew everything about the Jewish community in Rome. Uh, so the fact that uh, it was only the Germans that went to, you know, to do the roundup and to look for the Jews was a, was a, lucky, it was a lucky accident because uh, in a way they were able to, to capture, you know, more than 2000 Jews, but not the entire community. And this was, uh, but I have to say that it's true that in our documentary we showed there was one nun, she's very old, and she was so gracious to, to give us this interview because she really said, we knew what was going on with the Germans that occupied Rome, and we knew that the Jews were going to be killed and deported. So we had to do it as Christians, we had to open the door of our convent. And many convents did it, but we have to say on the other hand, that the Jews were deported, you know, one mile away from the Vatican, from Vatican City. And the Pope also knew what was going on and he didn't do anything to help the Jews. Yes, okay, that would be a whole other topic, which is, is a very important topic, but not for this particular interview. So I have one more quick question before Evelyn talks about anti-Semitism. Is there mandatory Holocaust education in Italy today? No, okay, it's, cool. uh, it's not mandatory, but it's so embedded into Italian culture because Primo Levi is one of the most read author in, in school. And also I have to say, Memoria, my film, it was, uh, was shown in, I think, in every uh, middle uh, high school in Italy. But it's not mandatory, but it's part of the curriculum because it's part of the history uh, curriculum because when you study fascism, of course, you also study the deportation of the Jews and everything. And I have to say, Italian education system is very uh, sensitive to the topic and they're very, they always uh, ask for help 
and there is a very good uh, communication between the Jewish, uh, let's say, communities and, uh, and the education minister. And uh, there is always a good interchange of ideas and uh, they try to, to build a curriculum. It's not mandatory, but it's like if it were, because in a way, uh, all Italian uh, students, they know about the Holocaust and they, they, they study the deportation of the Jews. Okay, so now it's Evelyn's turn. So, Rogero, um, uh, first of all, it's a, it's a great honor to have you uh, on the show. <clears throat> you make so many important documentaries about, um, you know, aggression against Jews, violence against Jews, killing of Jews, uh, not only uh, during, the, during World War II, but also about Jews in, uh, living in Libya, Jews living in Egypt, um, who had to endure after sec the Second World War um, a lot of violence, right? Mm -hmm. um, I have a question about anti-Semitism now, recent anti-Semitism. Um, we here in the United States saw a surge of anti-Semitism during the <clears throat> Israel-Gaza conflict. Um, um, it's, it, I know that that was the case globally. Have you recently experienced any anti-Semitism? Again, uh, strange and complex countries. We have the neighborhood France that has more many problems of anti-Semitism. I mean, French anti-Semitism. I, I wouldn't say Muslim anti-Semitism, which is goes by. It's easy to to imagine that they have a, a very a very large uh, Muslim population. So they have biggest largest problem. I'm doing now a documentary on the Tunisian Jews, and is um, the producers are French. So I, I go to Paris very often. And it's a different ball game. In Italy, thank God, uh, there is anti-Semitism, but it's much lower than, than, uh, than in France. There is anti-Semitism like in any countries. But I would say here in Europe is one of the countries that is, that is more tolerant, where Jews live their, uh, their Jewishness in a very open uh, fashion. And um, of course, traditionally, the anti-fascist uh, parties, which is the left, which was a great communist uh, party, socialist party, and Socialist Democratic Party, they were always, uh, uh, you know, against fascism, against totalism, and in a way, in a natural way, I'm talking about the, you know, the, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, in a natural way, they supported the Jews and they supported Israel. Then everything changed. Uh, after, uh, let's say, the Yom Kippur War in 73, something started to change because the PLO was uh, very strong in their uh, propaganda machine. They were very able to get most of the, let's say, of the left uh, traditional party that were supportive to the Jews, uh, they, they, they were really able to turn around. So now what is uh, very painful for me, because I still consider myself a leftist or a liberal, call it whatever you want, an anti-fascist for sure. It's, uh, it's strange for me because sometimes Israel is defended by these uh, new fascist parties, or let's say fascist, maybe it's a big word, but the, it's defended by uh, by uh, right-wing parties that maybe they are very, very much against the racist against the Muslim people, they are uh, racist against the gypsies, but they like the Jews, they like Israel because they have a strong harm against the, you know, the Arab population. So for me, it's, it's a difficult question because uh, uh, I think that I always, uh, I don't like ideologies, but I like uh, ideas, which is something different. 
And my ideas are, are, are liberal ideas and liberal ideas that were born with the anti-fascist after the Second World War. So everything now has changed. But I have to say that, um, thank God, uh, Italy, it's a very tolerant country and uh, Jews, because we are very little, so we don't have a, an important weight. We have a cultural weight, but we don't have a political weight because we are too, many, too few people. We are 30, 35,000 in Italy. So it's nothing, it's a neighborhood, it's a street in New York City. Nevertheless, uh, Italian, uh, the Italian are very fascinated by, by the Jews, by the Jewish culture. And, it's, uh, and the, the Jewish culture is very embedded into Italian culture because uh, most, many, many Italian people um, really helped to, 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 to make advance this country. And also because many people from Spain, like myself, came to Italy. So there is a big connection. The Roman community is the oldest community in almost the, one of the oldest community in the world. If you have to, to, to make anthropolo anthropological research on, on the, who is a Roman, I'm not talking about a Jew, but who is a Roman to cure, uh, you would go to the, the Jewish um, community in Rome because they are more Roman than the real Roman because they're there since the, the time of Julius Caesar. So if I understand you well, uh, Rogero, um, the, there was in the past few months when the conflict flared up between Gaza and uh, Israel, um, we saw uh, anti-Semitism rise in the world uh, in, in, the, in, in, in the sense that it was that Jews were attacked violently or physically or verbally um, <clears throat> in the sense that Israel was demonized Mm -hmm. uh, with classic um, classic ways of demonizing Jews, um, so that was that was not what you have seen. We have seen uh, there was like a rally in uh, downtown Milan where they screamed for the first time. There were Arab people screamed uh, death to Jews, and this was a big scandal. You know, all the newspapers talk about it, and also. Our mayor in Milan condemned this, this, uh, this, uh, these sentences, but we're only vocal and verbal. I have to say that uh, nothing bad happened. There was no violence. There was no particularly anti-Semitism uh, anti in the street, not at all. First of all, the, the conflict was very short, thank God. And uh, this, this probably helped. We had other conflict in the past in Gaza that was much worse, but... Uh, of course, we know that certain um, anti-Semitic uh, people, they cover, they cover their anti-Semitism by being against Israel, by being uh, against uh, the state, the, the, the real essence of the, of the presence of the Israeli state in the Middle East. Nevertheless, I'm not too preoccupied. I, I think we always have to, to stay alert and we have to be careful. But uh, also, I think that uh, sometimes uh, Jews, I'm talking also for myself, we concentrate too many times and too often two things that are really bad and people that hate us, as if it's, it were a way of uh, uh, building our identity. I believe that now I, I shift this kind of psychological mentality because I would like to concentrate on the majority of the people who liked the, the state of Israel, who liked the, the Jews and uh, who are fascinated by the Jewish culture and what has brought in a popular culture all over the Western world. So um, th that's interesting. Um, 
when um, Arabs kill, uh, when Arabs scanted, uh, uh, chanted, uh, kill the Jews, kill the Jews in my country, Holland, and that was with uh, in, in 2013. Um, then uh, the mayor said that's freedom of speech, and your mayor said this is not allowed. You know, we don't we don't want this. Um, that's a good example, I think, uh, of, of Rome. Um, also, um, do, you have, um, uh, do, do you have seen people speaking up against anti-Semitism? Yeah, very much so, very much so. Especially with the pandemic, something strange happened because of the people, general people saw that in the news, Israel was doing a lot for the anti-COVID with the vaccination. They were the first one, was an example. And I think this one was very, very important because um, people realized that it's a serious country, that are people that are devoted to the well-being of, of their citizens. And many people started to praise Israel. And this one was a very good, uh, let's say, uh, media impact in Italy. So I, I have to say, I, I really, pray. I'm not denying there is an anti-Semitism. There, there will always be, because an anti-Semite, I wouldn't say that he's born like this, but of course not. But uh, uh, it's very, it's almost impossible. It's, it's atavic, it's something very atavic, very profound. And it's, it's, it's always going to, to stay. But I think one way to, uh, to, um, to go against anti-Semitism is really to concentrate on so many people that really like us, like the way we live, the way we think, and the way we do things. And uh, of course, uh, nobody is perfect. Israel is far from being perfect. But there is one thing to criticize the government of, of, of Israel. And there is another thing to deny the, the existence and the right to exist of Israel. So, um... If I understand you well, Rogero, you're saying, you know, for our own sanity as Jews, let's concentrate on uh, the positive things uh, in our own community and around us and, and, and people who positively relate with to us. Um, and you're saying that's also, are you also saying that's, that's at the same time a good strategy against rising anti-Semitism? I think it is because uh, it's a way of also to show that you don't have a victim mentality because sometimes the anti-Semite says, oh, you always victimize yourself. You always talk about the Holocaust. And I can say that because I devoted this part of my career in doing uh, things about uh, to combat anti-Semitism, at least to show the history of what happened to the Jewish people. So I think I have the, the right to say that uh, now it's time really to, to shift uh, uh, psychologically to have another take, uh, another mental take, and try really to be positive because there are the majority, uh, I wouldn't say in Europe, but in Italy for sure, the majority of, uh, of people are totally in favor of uh, the a Jewish state. They like being, okay, I live in Milan, which is a big city and uh, it's uh, socially and economically well developed. But I have to say that I, the anti-Semitism that I uh, that I feel if I go to France, which is there is a real uh, physical danger. The anti-Semitism that I experience in Austria, in uh, Sweden, for example, mm. I don't have it here. We don't have it, uh, and uh, it's also part of the Italian culture. And uh, Jews in Italy are very well integrated. I wouldn't say assimilated, but very well blended. 
uh, they don't speak with an accent, uh, they look <laughs> like Italians, uh, they think like Italians, uh, and have their Jewish uh, part. So uh, it's also a matter of maybe of uh, if we want to generalize uh, being Sephardic and uh, Mediterranean towards being Ashkenazi from the Eastern Europe, which there is a different load, there is a different load of baggage, there are different. Uh, okay. are, the, are, are the Jews from, are the Italian Jews mostly Sephardic? Yeah, in, in Milan, we have a mostly Sephardic uh, community where we have Jews from Lebanon, from Egypt, from uh, Iran, uh, and there are also some, uh, some Italian Jews. And Italian Jews are uh, mostly Sephardic, especially the ones from Rome, as I said, they, they are Sephardic, but there are also some Ashkenazi Italian Jews. So it's, it's a mix, it's a mixture. By Milan, we are mostly Sephardic, yes. It's an interesting thing that um, in Italy there seems to be, um, uh, in general, a positive attitude of Italians towards Jewish culture and Israel. Um, you say also because they they they're very well integrated. They live there very for a very long time. They're integrated in the culture. In Holland, where I am originally from, Jews lived there for hundreds of years since uh, you know the fourteen hundreds, um, and yet um, there is a very negative attitude towards Israel and. People don't know anything about Judaism. They just don't know anything about it. It's, uh, you cannot say it's integrated in Dutch culture because people just don't know about Judaism, what it is. Um, so that's very different. And I find that very interesting that this difference exists in two, in mm -hmm. two European countries. I'm a, um, a very good friend of uh, Achinoam Mini, the Noah, the singer. And she's uh, here like a, like a star. I mean, she every year she comes here to do her concert. Also, I have to say the three big uh, Israeli writers, are, uh, you know, are like stars in Italy. When they come for for a book sale or a book, um, uh, I mean, they they, they, they fill up the, the auditoriums and uh, they are really fed like you know uh, Grossman, uh, Amos Oz when he was alive, Aleph Bet Yoshua. Even uh, Nievo now, Nevo, uh, Nevo. I mean, these are people that are so red. And when they come to Italy, to the, you know, to the fair, to the book fair, they are like movie stars, really. That's it's a way great. also to show that there is another face to Israel. It's not only the one that you see in the news in one minute saying, okay, they bombed here, they bombed there. And I think this is important because this is a battle that we can win with culture that's why you know i make movies i make documentaries uh, another guy is a writer but it's a way of uh, of uh, understanding uh, let's say the jewish culture and the situation also the political situation in a different fashion so uh, you believe um much in 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 focusing as jews on the positive aspects of our being jewish focusing on our culture being Proud Jews, not not with a victim attitude or a victim mentality, but uh, be uh, let's say uh, behave as normal people and show our culture, um, 
uh, in a proud way. We you think that normal has... people. We are first of all human beings. Then we are Jews. If you show that I was uh, in the city, I was elected in politics, and I, for five years I was uh, in the city council of Milan, and I had to take some decisions for the Jewish community. But I always put myself as a universal being, and they knew I represented also the Jews. And they, they even if I wouldn't say they, they, they make they uh, remember you that uh, you representing the Jews. But if you put only, oh, I'm a Jew and I have to help my people. No, you, I have to help the city first of all. I have to help uh, all the citizens of Milan, and then of course I represent also this part of the of the city. So I. I promised that we would keep it to a certain length to encourage people to listen to it. So I'm going to ask you, Roger, if you have any last minute thoughts, what you've said, it's fascinating. It's given us lots of food for thought, but you, anything else you want to add? No, I, have to, I have to add that it is important to start uh, to talk to, to our young people from a very young age. First of all, they have to know their history. This is important. In an age where everything is social and it's uh, with, a, with a smartphone, uh, they have to know and they have to be knowledgeable about their history and uh, to build, uh, you, you have to build a full culture, as I said before, and you have to do it as a very young age. This is that uh, the idea of memory has a sense only if we transmit something. We have to transmit something to the younger generation. This is our Jewish legacy. And uh, we know how to do a golden uh, calf very easily. Uh, golden calf means building memorials uh, and having also a golden cup mentality. We, I am for the openness and to the transmission of culture and culture always is fluid and has to go uh, and also has to change because the time are changing and the young people are going to, to be the one who is, they are going to represent us in the future. So we have absolutely to, to work with them and uh, also they have to make an effort. So, um... If I try to, um, to uh, learn a lesson from what you said, as an individual list listener, uh, wherever I am in the world, I could say Rogero's, um, um, Rogero's perspective is that um, uh, trans, that, that um, um, trans, trans, transmitting, transferring our, our culture has a positive uh, influence on um, our environment and, and being a participating citizen uh, wherever we live has a positive effect uh, on us as Jews. And as an individual, I could do the same thing in my own way. Um, give people information about our culture, um, and also um, participate in, in you know, general um, activities of citizens, um, but then as a Jewish citizen, uh, participating in the bigger efforts of um, building a country, building a, uh, a city and running it. Is that a correct uh, advice um, for individual lis listeners drawn from what you just said. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was born in Antwerp, as I told you, and uh, uh, you know there they have the Flemish bloc, which is a very anti-Semitic uh, party. Uh, and uh, I know that in uh, in certain parts of Europe, uh, anti-Semitism is very eradicated. 
but still I think that we have to um, make alliance with the people who really like us and there are many people who like Jewish culture and Jewish people and they are the majority we have to always to remember that Thank you, Roger, so much. Really, this has been such an important and informative talk. Thank you to our listeners for joining us. I hope that you will listen, uh, watch Evelyn's Never Again Is Now documentary, which you can find at joinneveragainisnow.com. Uh, you can find out more about my nonfiction Holocaust play at thenedgeofthewedge.com. We will put the uh, link at, on the comments of this podcast so that you can see uh, Roger's documentary memoria that he talked about and wherever you can without getting physical danger to yourself please speak up against anti-semitism and hate